This is the Kitzer of the Sicha on Parshish Nitzavim in Chelech of Dalad on page 188. The Rabbi begins with the Pasik towards the beginning of the Parsha where it says, La'avrecha bevris havaya likecha goimer, laman hakim oischa hayoim loy la'om goimer. And on this, Rashi brings the words, laman hakim oischa hayoim loy la'om, and he explains, kolkach hunichnas letroyach, the Ebishter is investing such an effort, laman kayim oischa lafon of la'om, to establish you in front of him as a nation. So all the Mepharshim discuss what exactly is Rashi adding here to the simple pshat of the Pasuk. And the explanation that Mepharshim give is that the Pasuk seems to be saying that the purpose of this bris is lies la'am or hayoim lo'ilam that Yidin should be Hashem's nation. But that's not really the purpose of this bris because it's clear in the Pasuk that the bris is for shmira satayreva mitzvahs. So why is the Pasuk saying laman for the Yidin being a nation? So therefore Rashi says that Laman here is not continuing the law of Rechav It's not explaining what the bris comes to accomplish. Rather, it's saying that because the Ebrister promised our ancestors that there will always be his people. But if Yidna are not going to fulfill Taito Mitzvahs, then the Ebrister Kaviyachal will be forced to distance us. So therefore, the Ebrister invested a lot of effort to make this bris so that Yidna will always fulfill Taito Mitzvahs. So then he'll fulfill his promise that will always be Hashem's nation. But this pshat is very difficult to accept because being Hashem's people, Hashem's nation, and fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs goes hand in hand. So why can't we learn the pshat and the pasuk simply that Laman hokem loilaom that the Eibushter makes the bris of Torah and mitzvahs in order that Yidin should remain his people because it's dependent on that. So just leave the pasuk as is and it's perfect. Besides this, what's interesting is Rashi over here quotes the whole pasuk in the Dibra Maschal. And also in the Rashi itself, he brings from the Pasuk and Rashi switches from the language of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Rashi instead of Hakim says Kayim. Instead of Loilam, he says Lafan of Lam. And Rashi also omits the word Hayyim. What's going on here? So the truth is that we must say that Rashi's main Chiddush here is in these words that he's adding here to the Pasuk. Because what's bothering Rashi is a basic question. How could the Pasuk say, Hakim Oyscha Hayyim Loilam? It's today that Yidin are established as a nation. When this is 40 years after Yidin received Teireh at Har Sinai. So therefore Rashi comes and says that when it says here, Hakim, it doesn't mean that Yidin are being established as a nation today, but it actually means Kayom, which means to maintain or to sustain this that Yidin are as a nation and it should continue forever. This is a new bris, in addition to the bris of Matan Teira, that then this bris will guarantee that Yidin remain Hashem's nation, La'ad That's why here in the Pasuk it emphasizes, The question though is, what's unique about this new bris here that will accomplish more than the first bris? That's why Rashi adds, that the Ebishter invests a lot of effort into this. The Ebishter goes through together with Yidin, and there's a alasai, which means an oath that Hashem takes to make this bris, and this affects Yidin to a whole different uh, degree. And therefore, Rashi says, which is explaining that when the Pasik says, it really means not only that Yidin are Hashem's nation, because Yidin could be Hashem's nation. From a distance. Lufan of law means that Yidin are there, in front. They stand in front and together with Hashem. And if Yidin are together with Hashem, that guarantees that there won't be any weakness to this connection of Yidin to Hashem, of being Hashem's nation. This Pshat Rashi says, Lufan of Laam, 
In the Yaina Shaltaira of Rashi, we could here see how Rashi, what Rashi says is very similar to what the Alter Rebbe says in Lakut Teira. That the term Am in this Pasik does not mean like in other places, Am Maloshin Oimimis, that it shows on the Chesaron of Yidin as a nation. Rather, Am over here means Imoi Shehem Anoshim Kamoisoi Misyach Semelov. Yidin that are close and similar to Hashem Himself. This is the level of a bris where Hashem elevates Yidin to the level of Machshav al In addition, we can also see the Yenish Al-Tayre in this Rashi based on what the Alter Rebbe says in, in Maimalukut Al-Tayre. And here the Rebbe is Mairech on the connection of this Pasik to Rosh Hashanah. The Alter Rebbe says in Al-Tayre when it says the term Ayayim refers to Rosh Hashanah. Similar, the Pasik in last week's Parsha, Parsha's Kisavai, where it says Ayayim Azeh Avayelakecha Metzavcha over there it also means uh, Rosh Hashanah. And then when it says over there the Pasik it's also referring to Rosh Hashanah. But here we can see that there's two different expressions here. There is the expression of which is when Yidin become a nation. And then there's also the expression that Rashi explains regarding our Pasik, Hakim, or Kayom, Loi, or Laam, that now a second bris, when Yidin become not only Hashem's nation, but they become Lafanov, close in front of Hashem. And both of these are taking place on Rosh Hashanah. We can understand this from what the Rebbe's father explains, Benigayat to Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe's father points out that when it says in the Pasuk, which is another Pasuk also before in Parshish Kisavai, that because it says, it refers to Rosh Hashanah, as we say in Rosh Hashanah, now, what the Rebbe's father is really saying over here is, when it says in the Pasuk Hayyayim, it refers to Rosh Hashanah. As the Alter Rebbe says in Lekut and as the Ramaz says on Zoyar, that because Hayyayim means the known day, it refers to Yom Hashishi, that refers to Rosh Hashanah. But then when it says Yom Hazeh, so that the word Hazeh is a different level. It's, it's also referring to Rosh Hashanah, but it's actually a higher level. There's two different beginnings over here. Because the term Hayyayim means something that's day and it's known, Hayyayim Hayyaduah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right there in front of your eyes to point that to see. When you say zeh, it's much clearer, it's much more direct. And we see this regarding when Rashi says in Teirah a few times that the Teirah should be chadoshim in your eyes. So in the Pasuk where it says, it doesn't say azeh, it just says ayayim. There Rashi says that the Teirah should be kichadosha. But when it says in the Pasuk, and it says in the Pasuk, here Rashi says, Without that Chofa Dimyin. Because Hazeh means that it's Mamish, literally Chadashim, it's right in front of you now. So over here regarding Rosh Hashanah as well, you have both of these aspects. As we say, And then we say, What's the difference? Refers to this day, which is the Yom Shishi Lema When it says the Karan Yom Rishon, it refers to the Yom Rishon, the first day of creation. The first day of creation is the creation of the world. In the world, you only see a reflection of the image of Hashem. That's what koi means, the, the, the mus of Hashem. Because in the world itself, the Abish is concealed. But on the sixth day of creation, this is the day of the creation of Adam Erishin, the Neshama of Ayid. The Neshama of Ayid sees Elokus directly and is connected to Hashem in a manner of Zeh. Now, when the Pasuk says that in Rosh Hashanah is both and the point is that in Rosh Hashanah, not only is there this newest galus to the Neshama of Ayid, but also in the world, there's a, a Gilead Lekos of the Ebesha creating the world because now everything comes through Avedis Hashem. 
But there's a deeper point over here that the Adashpa that comes into the world, which is the Zikaron Yom Rishain, is not a separate point. This is actually a direct result of the Zayim Tchilas Masecha, which is the revelation of Rosh Hashanah that comes to the Neshama of a Yid. And the reason is, because this is the marshal that's brought in Chassidus of a person that's doing work. And he got involved in this because of a certain reason, certain pleasure he had in it. Then over time, he gets tired and exhausted of what he's doing. However, when he inspires himself and reminds himself of why he's doing this and the pleasure that he has, so then the pleasure comes back, but it's not only the pleasure, but the actual work, the exhaustion will go away. His hands will be, it will be invigorated. So therefore, the same thing is also, when we are mamlech the and we bring back the pnimius, the ashpa pnimius of the Ebesh, which is the tining of the Ebesh in creation, so then it doesn't only bring this ashpa pnimius to Yidin, which are the pnimius of creation, but automatically as a result, even the chitzenius of creation also gets invigorated by this. And this is the revelation of the Zeh, of the Zeh, Yom Tchilis Masecha, that gets drawn into and also extends into the Velt Pachlau, as Adam Rishon did on the day that he was created, when he turned to the entire world and said, But nevertheless, the level of revelation in the world is not the same as the direct revelation that there is, to the Neshama V'yid. An additional point over here is the fact that this revelation extends into the world, which is an automatic result of the new Gili that comes to the Neshama V'yid, the Pnimius of creation, the Pnimius Ashpa in creation, it's not just the automatic result, but it's actually the purpose. There's a big ikir in this on Rosh Hashanah. And we actually know that on Rosh Hashanah, the judgment, Rosh Hashanah is a yom adin, the main judgment is actually for the Gashmias of Ayit, because that's the main Pnimius Haratzna of the Ebesher, that it should be revealed even by Gashmias. And the point here is, when you have the revelation on the level of Zet, to the Neshama of Ayit, on a high level where there's a Gilead so that's in a place which is removed from all the different aspects of creation. The kavanah though is, the shlemus of the revelation is, when it penetrates every level, when it comes down even to a place where you don't see Elokos directly and revealed, the level of koi in the world, and there Elokos comes down as well. And the Rebbe gives an example for this, an interesting example of the way we see it by a chacham. The Rambam says that a chacham is recognized not only in his wisdom, but in his behavior in general. A true chacham, where he identifies with the truth of his chachmas, his wisdom, it penetrates every level and every aspect, every fiber of his being. So now we can understand also the two different psukim that are connected to Rosh Hashanah, the bris that the Pasik speaks about Hashem makes with the Yidin, that in Yidin itself you also have these two aspects. You have the Nisham of a Yid and the Guf of a Yid. Regarding the Nisham of a Yid, which relates to the first bris, at Matan Teireh, the Pasik says, Hayayim Hazeh. Hazeh is the Nisham of a Yid, when the chooses us and makes us a nation, that's revealing the Nisham of a Yid. And this was for the time period when Yidin were in the Midbar, completely separated from Gashmis. But then when Yidin are coming into a settled land, now comes a second bris, and here the Pasik says, Hayoyim without Hazeh, Lefon of La'om, because over here the bris is penetrating the entire Yid, every fiber of his being, not only the Hazeh, not only the Nishama, but also the Koi, the Gulf of the Yid, should also be included in the bris, and then it's forever. And every Rosh Hashanah, we awaken this Krisis Bris again, and therefore Yidna guarantee that they're going to have a good year. In everything,